Welcome to the first ever episode of Behind the Influencer. Today I'm joined by the amazing Michelle Diaz. And the reason, just to give you guys a bit of an insight of why I'm starting this podcast, because some of you may know um, that I'm on Recipe to Success, which is also my show. Um, the reason why I've started this show is because I wanted to kind of have a platform in the UK where influencers have a voice. Um, they have the opportunity to have meaningful conversations um, because a lot of people just look at their Instagrams and they think they know who they are. Uh, but it's a nice way to kind of get into who they really are behind their platforms. Michelle, thank you for joining us. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so why don't we just kickstart straight away um, and give everyone an idea of who you are if they don't know you already. Okay, so hi, uh, my name is Michelle Diaz. I'm 20 years old. I was born in Mexico and I was raised in Mexico and America, but I come to the UK for, during the summers. Um, I'm a social media influencer. I do Instagram. I do a bit of YouTube. And yeah, I've been doing this for about a year and a half now. Okay, your accent's really nice. Most people like, you know, <laughs> in the UK, like we have such like weird accents sometimes. But obviously, America, I've always loved the American accent. So um, it'd be interesting to know, like, um, because I think I know obviously how big you really are. Um, and that's why I was excited that you um, actually came because we've been in conversation for quite a while, but um, to actually make it happen is, is great. Um, so for those of people that kind of are interested in how you got started, um, where did it all begin? Let's start, let's start the story. You know, where did, where did Michelle start in terms of her influence? I hope career? we have time because it's a long <laughs> yeah, story. We've got time, we've got time. <laughs> okay, so um, I was telling you earlier, you know, whenever I found out that people could upload videos to YouTube and stuff, that's whenever I started watching, but I was always a watcher. I never, for some reason, I de never had the idea that I could do it. I wanted to, but I didn't know how, like I simply didn't know how to start. So I just watched and watched and watched for years and years. And I remember at the time I was probably like 11, 12, and I would see girls doing it and they were my age and now they're like absolutely huge. And I wish, now I wish I would have started then, but yeah, I was always the watcher um, whenever I was in high school. I was always very, like, to myself. I was shy. I didn't have a lot of friends. It was just, I don't know. It, I just feel like I don't share the same mentality as the people that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So I decided to just keep to myself. Um, but then um, I got into a relationship and every, everything was fine. But then, you know, it was that high school relationship that turned into being, like, all toxic and you can't have friends and, you know, all that stuff. So... Um, he was basically like my only friend. He was the only person that I talked to. Um, I literally didn't talk to anybody else. And then I was always used to being with him. So one time he got a job um, during the night. So he was a year older than me. He was already in college or uni, I guess, what you guys call it here. Um, he was in uni. So um, he would go to uni in the morning. And then whenever I got out of high school, he would already be going into his job because he worked like nights. So I wasn't able to see him. Okay. And I was always used to going uh, with him after school. So whenever he got that job, I had to go to my house and I was like, what do I do? You know, like, How old were you at this age? I was um, 17. Okay. Yeah, I was like 17 and a half-ish. And that's whenever I started to, you know... Find uh, another way. Yeah, I, I was like, you know, I need to do something. I need to get a hobby or something because I was like driving myself insane. And I started getting into makeup. So, you know, I started playing around with, like, glitter and stuff that was, like, around the house. I didn't have, like, a lot of makeup. I think I had, like, two palettes and, like, a couple brushes. 
but I worked with what I had and then um, I decided to make uh, separate accounts. So I made a separate Twitter and a separate Instagram, which are my Michelle XDS accounts now. Mm -hmm. um, and I kept them private. As in, they weren't like private pages, but I didn't tell anyone about them. Okay. Those were just like for my internet friends. And it started and it was literally like, what, 10 people, 15 people that was following me. I would get like two likes on my pictures, but I didn't care. I just, you know, started posting my stuff. It was like something, it was like a little getaway. And nobody knew about it, like my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, like the few friends that I had, nobody knew about it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I guess it started like blowing up, not really blowing up, but <laughs> you know, it started getting like more and more recognition like within the internet community. And then um, I started taking it a bit more serious. So I started doing editorial looks and it, it would, they would literally take me like five hours to do. But I loved it. Like it was, it was a passion that I had. And I remember I would go back from, I would, I would go home from school, and since it was winter, the sun would go down really fast. So I would go to, go home, run, take my makeup off, like that I had uh, for school, and then do a look so I could take pictures, like whenever the sun was out, because um, I wanted like good lighting and stuff like that. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't, I didn't have any lighting. I didn't have a good camera. I didn't have any of that. So yeah, it was like. That's just how I spent my days. I would just go back home, do makeup, take pictures, post them, and that's that's what it was like on an everyday basis. Sometimes I would do like two looks a day. Like I was very very dedicated, but it wasn't even like something that I was like, oh, I gotta do this. No, like I actually really really enjoyed it, and mm -hmm. it was like a passion. And then um, whenever I tried to make that account a business account, so it was like around eight thousand, and I grew that within like what four months I think uh, and it started from zero and then the other account that I had was that like 2000 and I had had that account for like two years so it was like I was like oh my god like I'm blowing up you know getting somewhere yeah. <laughs> yeah and then I tried to make it a business account but I didn't realize that whenever you connect it to Facebook Facebook because you need to connect an account to make it a business account so um with Facebook it sent a notification to all of my Facebook friends Oh my you know, God. as in, oh, your friend Michelle Diaz has joined as whatever, like yeah. my, my name was, my username. So I started seeing, like, I started getting notifications of, like, people from school following that account. And I was like, oh, no. And I started blocking everyone. Um, I just, I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared. And I started blocking everyone until it got out of hand. And I was like, what am I going to do? Like, a lot of people from school saw that and I was like, they're gonna make fun of me. But at the same time, like I was getting messages like, oh my God, why didn't you show us this account, blah, blah, blah. So I went to school and of course there was bullying, you know? It was a small town in Oklahoma, like middle of nowhere where everyone is just used to a routine. Everyone is either, um, you know, going to school, getting a job, that's it, or... The general way. Yeah, or yeah. just being a failure, basically. Mm -hmm. And, um, Everyone was like, what are you trying to do? You know, like, you live in Ponca, like, chill. You know, like, who, who do you think you are? So, um, yeah, that's basically how it started. Um, whenever I graduated, I had set the goal to hit uh, 10,000 by graduation, and I hit it two weeks before. So, a very, very, like, I think the, the 
because I was whenever I connected like to the Facebook account where other people from school started like finding out about it and stuff, I was like, I'm gonna delete this. Like, I'm 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 done with this. Like, I shouldn't have started this. I regretted it so bad because I was like, people from school are gonna like roast me. So um, I remember Morphe. There's it's like this really big makeup brand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so. They contacted me and they were like, Hey, like we're gonna send you product, blah blah. blah. And I was so excited. Like I was like over the moon and my mom sent me a picture of a package and it was like two little compacts that had like the morphe thingy on it and mm. i was so excited because i was like oh my god they actually did and she was like yeah, yeah yeah come home so i go home and she like tricked me she only sent me a picture of those two but they actually sent me like a ton of stuff they sent no me like way. every single palette that they had they sent me like every single brush that they had and at the time like I was working at a restaurant. I was a waitress and I made about $45 a week. Wow. Yeah. So literally one of those palettes was like that much. And yeah. I was like, what? Like, I remember um, I was so um, like protective over my makeup. Um, my sister, I think she broke one of my highlighters. And I didn't talk to her for a month. <laughs> you didn't want it to ever finish yeah because it took me like so like makeup is expensive and at the time i was like broke like i didn't have no money at all so all the money that i would gather and i would spend it on makeup so i got really mad at her for that <laughs> so that's it that's that's such a great i mean uh start to your career um i think obviously you said um at the start you were like it was very hard for you to actually tell people so everyone found out because you changed it into a business account. Was that your family included? Yeah. So everyone at the same time found out from yeah, Facebook? Yeah, everybody. Wow, that must have been rough. So what, why, why was it so difficult being in school? Like, was it that people just didn't understand what you were doing? Because now I think it's... Obviously, it's come a long way, I think, from where you started. <laughs> now everyone wants to be an influencer. Everyone wants to be, uh, you know, they want to have a big following and stuff. So I'm guessing at that time, people didn't really understand it. Yeah, um, like I said, Oklahoma is like a town with just a lot of close-minded people. And to start with, a lot of people didn't like me. Because like I said, I was like really shy and I didn't talk to a lot of people and stuff like that. So I would just walk the hallways. Like I would go from class to class and I would just be by myself listening to music straight face. And I guess that's like a resting bitch face. So <laughs> a lot of people didn't like me. Like even though I didn't know their names, I didn't know like who they were. They would still be like, oh yeah, she's like, she's such a bitch, you know? And I didn't even know them. But yeah, the the whole social media thing made them hate me even more. And then whenever that Morphe thing happened, of course, like I I made sure everyone knew about it. So whenever I went back to school, everyone was like, "Oh shit, like, you know, she's she's kind of doing something." But at the same time, that made people not like me even more. Yeah. Um, because I was kind of like you know showing them that I was doing something different and that yeah. it was working out for me. But yeah. It's interesting because I think a lot of people, when they're growing up, they tend to be more of who the, who everyone wants them to be. Um, and when they get out of school or education in general, then they realize, wow, we're really just in the world, real world now. And we can be who we want. And the people that we didn't like, we don't have to face them anymore. Um, so how did you then transition um, into the real world? Because obviously you've 
you say it as your goal that you're going to hit 10,000 followers um, before your graduation and people might be thinking wow that was such an easy story but I'm sure there was a lot of um, hardships along the way to get from zero to 10,000 which now you're over 100,000 um, so do you, th do you think that once you finished school it made things a lot easier because you didn't have to face the people and you, you were just focused? I feel like at the same time the hate and the who do you think you are the oh like you're not going to make it you know your looks aren't going to take you anywhere that gave me motivation as well because I was like okay they're saying this but I have to prove them wrong so I feel like <laughs> um actually not that long ago one of them was like um you know they always they're always talking on Twitter they're still talking on Twitter even though I'm 4,000 miles away but um one of them was like yeah she's so obsessed with us like she always talks about us blah blah blah, blah. but honestly like I thank them because the hate and you know all the disencouragement and stuff like that is what made me more motivated and basically what got me here. Mm -hmm. So was that the point where you realized that wow I'm actually onto something when Morphe sent you uh, the packages and you were like now I just need to really do this? Yes because at the time so before it was really hard because I didn't have like stuff to work with so it was like I remember I would do like some crazy combinations to uh, make something you know make like a certain color or something yeah. and now that I had all this you know equipment and tools and stuff like that to help me I was like I'm gonna crush it and I would do the same thing you know I'd go back and I would do like my makeup looks and stuff like that and now I had like a lot of stuff to work with and then the the money that I had from work actually I quit that job um, and then I became a laboratory technician which okay. was like a really good job for my age. At the time I was like 18, I got paid really good. I really, really liked that job, but I didn't like to be like bossed around. So I only used that money to like buy a nice camera. I bought, you know, my, my ring light and I bought like myself like boxes and I bought like my microphone and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, now I'm ready to start YouTube. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it took me a while because even though like I was already used to the hate I was like okay YouTube is like a whole nother level you know yeah so it took me it took me longer to get to YouTube but wow so for for the journey then because you was on 10k at that point and then you you said at the beginning and we were talking off air as well was that um you moved around a bit so you was in Mexico America and UK is that is that only recent that, that has happened or were you always moving around yeah yeah no that that has been recent you know um like i said before i used to work as a laboratory technician yeah so um i was i only had like a week and a half two weeks uh for holiday or vacation so i was only able to go to mexico like once a year or every six months for like four days five days or something like that and then whenever um whenever so the reason I think there has been like three no two highlights no three yeah two <laughs> highlights of me blowing up like two posts that were like viral that yeah. you know changed everything yes literally those pictures changed everything the first one was a picture of me with a flower in my hair I remember I was I was at bored I was at home and I was bored. It was my day off from the lab because I would work at the lab like for a whole week and then um, the next week I would just have one day off. But I would literally work from like eight p.m. I, I mean eight a.m. to like seven p.m. Like, I'm guessing in the lab as well. You can't wear any makeup or anything. Yeah. Like it's just very strict conditions. Yeah. No nails. Yeah. Nothing like that. Your hair up. 
Um, so that was like my free day. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do my makeup. And I did my makeup and I remember I was I was home alone. I was in the living room and I was playing music. Um, and there was this, well, that, that part of the story will come later. But um, <laughs> I took some pictures, I posted them and they just went viral. They were everywhere. They were like in, in websites, they were in like website stores, they were in a couple magazines. Um, so from those pictures, my manager says, that's whenever the first agency that I, I was with like discovered me, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they called me, well, the manager called me and she was like, hey, we really want to sign you. We're based um, in New York. Um, let's have a call. So we had a call and everything and I was like, okay, I'm down, you know? I was like, this is like becoming like official. And she was telling me like how she manages like other girls and the other girls that she managed, I would literally like fangirl over. Like those were girls that I had been watching for years. So I was like, that is so crazy. Like how we're gonna be in the same team. Yeah. So um, uh, she sent me over the contract and even though I was 18 already, I didn't have to tell my parents, but I did anyways. And I told them, and I was like, hey, you know, like, this company, this agency is trying to sign me. They were like, no. Okay. And I was like, oh, why not? So I made, like, a huge deal out of it. Um, I never, like, argued with my parents, but I remember I didn't talk to them for, like, a week. And they were like, okay, um, no, 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 before that. I actually signed the contract. Was this a was this a modeling agency or influence agency? Uh, talent agency. Talent agency. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I actually signed the contract, even though they told me no. Oh wow. And my manager was like, "Oh yeah. Also, um, you're coming to New York in like what? It was like a week or something like that." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so of course I had to tell my parents. And I was like, "Yeah. Um, I'm going to New York in like a week." And they were like, "What?" I had never been to New York. I never even thought I would go to New York. And they were like, what the hell? Like, did you sign a contract? I got in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So after that, it was when I didn't talk to them. And because they were like, you're not going. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't talking to them because, you know, I was so upset. I was like, how are you going to stop me from doing something that I want to do? And, you know, I, I have this opportunity. It's like once in a lifetime opportunity. So one time I was in my room, they came in and they were like, okay, we're going to let you go only if we go with you. And I was like, all right fine you guys can come along so we flew over to new york it was my my first time in new york and my mom's first time in new york so we were like so excited we were there together and you know we we looked around the city and they were there to protect me and to like keep me from danger i didn't see them the whole trip i have a six-year-old brother so that was their first trip without my six-year-old brother so they had like a blast like they, so did they were their just thing. enjoying their own time <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had like a holiday of their own and you know i was like with my with my um with my agency i was like with the other girls from the agency i remember that was the first time that i got involved into the the influencer world um we went to generation beauty generation beauty new york and it's like this huge beauty event so at that event i saw um mario i don't know how to pronounce his his last name but he's Kim Kardashian's yeah, yeah, makeup yeah. artist yeah. And then I met Nikki Tutorials, we talked to her, um, I met Nikita Dragon, Manny MUA, like the biggest, biggest people in like the makeup world. And at the time I was more into makeup than anything else. Now I do like fashion lifestyle and all yeah. that stuff, but yeah. at the time I was like, oof, like makeup was like my life. So meeting them was, it was so mind blowing. That was like the first experience that I had. And then remember when I told you, you know, when I was like 11, 12, I would watch all these girls yeah, do yeah, makeup. Yeah. I would my favorite 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 girl was michelle fawn she doesn't do makeup anymore she's like a businesswoman now 
but um, she was like my one. Like I would always watch her videos, and I'd be like, "Mom, like come watch her video with me." <laughs> my sister, hey, come watch this video with me. Grandma, come watch this video with me. Like I loved her. I would. She's basically like the reason why I got into makeup. Wow. And whenever we were at Generation Beauty, um, for some reason we didn't look like through the catalog of the meetups and stuff like that. And I was walking and I looked up and I saw like a picture of her, and it said like meet and greet. And I was like. <gasps> no <laughs> that was a big moment yeah so i was like what the hell i literally got on the on the line like the the first time that i saw it i, I was waiting there for like an hour and then i like i came like face to face to her and i was like yo like <laughs> she's <was> real <laughs> yes like i literally have been watching her for like more than five six years and like having her like in front of me and being yeah. like what it was so mind-blowing i almost cried i was being such a fangirl but yeah we took a picture together and then after that we went like since we were there um as creators we went into the green room so we were just chilling you know with like all the big youtubers and stuff and i was like how did i even get here you know like a week ago i was doing my makeup for fun in my living room and now like i'm in new york chilling with all these people i think this was the first time that it probably felt real for you because you were just creating content you know in your living room and just posting on instagram and then you would see the reaction but you wouldn't really see other people that were doing it or it didn't probably feel real to you mm -hmm. until you got there and then then you're actually in the world yeah and it was my first time around other influencers as well so like in oklahoma i think there's like a couple other influencers but i have never met them to this day and you know being in new york being like in that huge city being like in the at that big convention as a creator and mm -hmm. it was it was just mind-blowing and i was 18 I, I had just gone out of high school wow so that was a big highlight for you mm -hmm. you said that was, there was like two big events was it one of them was the event one of them was the picture so okay, the picture okay. is what got me discovered by that agency mm -hmm. i'm not with that agency anymore yeah but um yeah that was one and then um the other one so it was actually because of that agency i came to london so they brought us to london and paris for whenever. the first time yes okay. in 2017 um it was november 2017 i came to london i came to paris and you know we came here and it was like a work trip mm -hmm. so it was like a lot of photo shoots and meetings with brands and all that stuff so it was it wasn't a holiday it was actually really really stressful um and i remember whenever i got here um british airways lost my lost my luggage no so way. I had to be dealing with that for like two days. I was only here for like five days, I think. We only had like three days and I barely got to see the city. I remember we drove by Waterloo and I was like, <gasps> but I didn't get to like get out and see or anything like that. I didn't get to tourist around, but I fell in love with the city. Like I totally fell in love with it. And then we went to Paris and in Paris there was like, you know, more touristing and stuff like that. And it was like more chill. But after that, I was like, okay, I have to come back to London. Like it's a must. Um, so I went back to America. I worked, 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 worked um, at the lab. I remember I would work like from eight to eight sometimes. Like their their Long schedules were, were pretty illegal, I'm not gonna lie. And at the time I was 18. So, but I didn't care. Like I liked what I did and my sister worked with me and we were really close. So I didn't mind. It was really, really good money. And I, you know, I kind of stuck that money and I was like, okay, I'm moving to London. And uh, I was already 18 at the time. Oh, so, so that was your dream then at that point? You wanted to move to London? Yes. Oh, wow. I knew that I couldn't move here permanently, but yeah. you know, I was like, I want to experience life over there. So, um, you know, I packed my bags April 28, 2018. Yeah. I flew 
to New York and then from there I came to London and I was just here on my own. Wow. And it was amazing. Was honestly. it your first time at Real Independence as well? Yes. I had never lived on my own. I had never been um, I had been away from my mom and like my parents and my sister, but it was because I was in Mexico with my grandma. So that's like yeah. it I wasn't like on my own really. Because I was like still with family. But here, the first two weeks that I spent here were pretty depressing because at the same time, I was like, what have I done? Because I, I, I left school as well. Oh, okay. I was in uni and I was like, I'm going to leave this. I don't like this. And I told my parents, um, growing up, it was always like, oh, you have to be, you know, you have to go to uni to, in order to be successful. If you don't do good in school, you won't be successful. Like that's, that's the, mm -hmm. the mentality that they gave me growing up. So I was like, what have I done? Like, I left everything. And I'm like on the other side of the world by myself. You know, like, what am I going to do? So um, I remember I started collabing. And I was like, I have to get out of the house. And then I came here in April. So it was raining. And I didn't know how to use a tube. Hmm. I lived up in Colindale. Okay. Like yeah. the end of the Northern Line. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty far from Central. Yeah. And I didn't know how to use a tube or anything like that. So I was, I, it was, it was really depressing. I would call my sister and be like, what did I do? <laughs> Come get me or something. Like, I'm going to go back. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like, you know, you'll, you'll settle in and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty hard. It, I was really lonely. Um, I didn't have any friends. But, you know, I, I made the best out of it. And then I remember the first friend that I made um, her name is Shawnee and she contacted me through Instagram and she was like, hey, I'm a hairstylist. Do you want to collab? And I was like, yes, of course. So she came over to my place and she was like, oh, I forgot some products. Do you want to go to Central to like buy them? And I was like, yeah. So we went to Central. That was like my first time in Central um, ever since I had arrived in London. So that was like two weeks after. Um, we went to Central and I was like, wow, like this is so cool. And she was like showing me like where to go and like what trains to take. She was just like basically teaching me everything that I needed to know. Teaching you the And then, too. yeah. And then she was like, oh, come over to my place. Let's do your hair there. And then um, there at her place, I met like some of her friends. And, you know, they were all really nice. So that became like a little, you know, group of friends that I had. And then I started making like different group More of friends. More relationships, yeah. Yeah, that was like my... The artistic group of friends and then i had like the youtuber group of friends and then i had the uh, music industry group of friends and stuff like that and then um before so i came here and i met this boy and then he broke my heart really in london so, yeah shame on you <laughs> shame on him <laughs> But yeah, um, that happened. But you know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. Because of that, I remember I was like, I was so down. I was like, I'm about to go back to America, you know? Um, and then um, this guy hit me up on Instagram and he was like, hey, um, I have a business proposal for you. Um, I know that you already make money from your phone. So would you like another source of income? And I was like, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. But at the time I wasn't like, my, my head wasn't like fully yeah, in it. Yeah, you were a little bit. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we can, we can meet up, but like, I'll tell you when. And I never told him when. So I remember after I got like my heart broken, um, he contacted me and he was like, hey, um, like, let's meet up. You know, my business partner's with me. He's a girl. She's a girl. So you won't feel like uncomfortable or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I needed something to do. Like I needed to get out of the house. I needed to stop crying. So I was like, okay, let's meet up. So I meet up with them and it's um, Miriam and Akif. Miriam became my best, best friend as we were walking out of that meeting. Wow. Like, we were walking out of that restaurant because we met at this, like, Italian restaurant. We, we talked business and stuff. We were walking out of the meeting, like, literally hugging. 
She has came to Mexico with me now. No she came to my house in Oklahoma. She wow. knows my parents. So you just basically connected. Yes, like really well. She is like my best friend soulmate, literally. <laughs> so I'm always grateful to that guy for doing whatever because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met her. And then at the same time, I got introduced into the financial market and stuff like that, which has been doing really good. Um, and that's eventually going to become like my main focus. Thing. Yeah. But yeah. So now you've got the trading, obviously I, I know that as well. And then you've got um, the, the, the whole platform in, in general. Um, when did it become able to monetize? Because a lot of influencers, um, I think they struggle because people generally, they think, wow, someone's got 100,000 followers. But then that person may not be business minded. And so they can tend to get like, if you want, bumped mm -hmm. by the brands. You know, the brands don't really kind of respect them in a way like they're like yeah let's just get what we need to get and then that's it so when when did you kind of find that you know what i can actually earn a living from instagram was it just because you, organically the brands were paying you anyway or it was like um march of 2017 yeah yeah it was like around march and once i saw that it was you know a good income mm -hmm. that's whenever i was like all right i'm gone yeah so what do you say to those people that think um, your life is just only glamour and there's no stress and there's no hardships? Because people look, people really think about it and they look and they think, well, Michelle's on holiday, she's in London, then she's going to Mexico, then she's going to America. And then, you know, there's a lot of influencers that are just constantly traveling and people look up to them in a way where they're like, oh, I would love to have that life. But they don't realize that there is a lot of work behind yes, it. Yes, there is definitely, there's, there's a lot of work behind everything, honestly. Yeah. Just, um, I guess, the, the way we portray ourselves, we make it seem like it's perfect. I've been, I've been talking about this on my social media um, for the past months. Um, I feel like I was, you know, I became an influencer, but I was only influencing things that everyone can influence, as in, like, you know, products and, like, lifestyle and all that stuff. But that shouldn't be... That shouldn't, I shouldn't be using my platform for that. I should be using my platform for something like, you know, for deeper stuff. Like, yeah. since I have the opportunity to influence, I might as well influence something good on people. As in, like, you know, um, go out there and start your business, go out there and travel, go out there and do whatever you want to do and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of influencers have, like, the platforms, but they don't use them wisely. Mm-hmm. I think when I um, when I look back, I think we I think I started speaking to you about last year um, when we first connected, and straight away I was like, this girl's so nice because you were just so like open-minded, like you were just, you know, you didn't really have that diva mentality, um, and I think that's probably why good things have come your way as well, and it makes sense now that you're obviously uh, trying to push general good messages as well, like to show people that any anything is possible, you can do it as well. Um, so when did you then transition from just makeup because before it started off as makeup and then you started doing fashion was that just a recent thing no um that was that started like last year i guess like when i came to london um yeah it was when i came to london because you know i have i'm in london it's a beautiful city so i did like i would do four to five photo shoots a week and they weren't like paid or anything like that. You know, mm -hmm. I would uh, contact photographers or they would contact me. We'd put a shoot together and just, you know, shoot for free. But that that, that was kind of like an investment. 
into like my career and like my um what's it called like my portfolio mm -hmm. so that gave me a lot and then because of that um a lot of fashion brands you know started working with me and stuff like that and i started kind of steering away from makeup because i wasn't really that passionate about it anymore mm -hmm. so i don't really want to do something i'm not passionate about i still like makeup but you know i was into that editorial makeup like yeah. i would go out and wear like green eyeshadow and stuff like that <laughs> I, I still love it i think it's you know a form of art it's it's hard to do it takes a lot of time a lot of skill but i just am not passionate about it anymore so when uh so obviously that became the focus you know you moved away from that when did you then hit the next milestone of of a hundred thousand followers and did that then kind of feel for you like wow like life is really like really changing now or uh -huh. did it not feel like anything um it was like i feel like they're just numbers i feel like it's more like how you carry yourself let's mm -hmm. say like i myself was putting um would you know was contacting brands and was like doing business and doing different stuff and creating content and everything that I did I always well everything that I do I try to make it as high quality as I can and stuff like that so um three digits I mean I mean six digits <laughs> yeah. um it's really not that big of a difference I feel like now especially um followers are just followers it's more about engagement now mm -hmm. Um, and like how many people reach you, how loyal yeah, your definitely. followers are and stuff like that. Because you don't want to have a following where people don't really care about you. Like let's say at the beginning people only cared about me because of my makeup. And then I started showing my personality more. Like on Twitter I would, I've always um, spoken my mind. I've always um, shared my thoughts on everything. Like doesn't matter who makes it, if it makes you mad, doesn't matter if like I get in trouble for it, I always will um, be very open-minded and talk about everything and you know, defend people that need to be defended. Um, so people started seeing that and then people started appreciating me as an actual person. So everything that I would put out, if it was fashion, if it was videos, if it was um, makeup, they would all support it because they liked me as a person, yeah. not what I did. Okay, wow. So, I mean, I don't know if you've heard, but recently um, Instagram's been talking about removing the likes uh, from people's uh, posts. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that's the world that I'm in, so it obviously affects a lot. Um, and I think it's interesting because you said that the numbers don't really make too much of a difference to you. Um, but generally they do make a big difference to some people. Um, and some people, you know, they look at their likes and think, that's how popular I am. Or, you know, especially the people that aren't influencers, just the average person, um, they may think, oh, I will be judged based on how many likes I have. And I think that's one of the reasons why Instagram's testing it. What do you think about that? Do you think that will affect the influencer game a lot? Like if there's no, if people, other people can't see your likes? Yes, um, I think whenever it comes to business, it would really, really, really um, hurt the influencer market because that's what we live off of, you know? We live off of how much clout we have yeah. or how much attention we get. So, yeah, it'll definitely hurt the influencer um, business and stuff like that, which is why I've been um, not only doing influencing, but also, like, you know, doing other stuff on the side and stuff like that because i know that social media like social media is going to be around for a long time but yeah. um i don't want to be an influencer like forever mm -hmm. as in like 
I want to keep influencing people, <laughs> but not whenever it comes to like sponsorships and stuff like that. You know, of course, I, I want to put um, uh, put out an example and like inspire people, but I don't want to. I don't want to have to worry about sponsorships and money and all that stuff. I just want to, you know, put out a good image for everyone out there. Is there any reason for that? Is that because you're just kind of bored of that, or? Um, is it just because you're more business minded and you want to then now start focusing on different ventures? Yes, I feel like um, I became a lot more business minded ever since. Um, By the way, guys, she's only 20. <laughs> <laughs> I became way, way more business minded whenever I started, you know, um, fidgeting with all the uh, financial markets kind of stuff. And I saw like whenever you're in that community, um, I absolutely love it. I always tell people that it's like we're all a family literally like we're all trying to help each other and whenever you come from the influencer and modeling world where everyone is like fighting with each other and everyone's competing and everyone's like very nasty with each other everyone's fake um being in a community like that it's it's very healthy it's a very healthy community mm -hmm. and they're all about self-development they're all about um you know we have like group chats and stuff like that and they're like oh good morning machine you know you crushed your day today and stuff like that so it's just um I feel like that made me more mature in a way as well because I don't know it's it's all about the mindset yeah I think it's crazy probably if you look back and you think you know a few years ago you were just sitting in Oklahoma and now you're in London also in Mexico also in uh, the US traveling and then you're also um, trying to grow your business and you've probably mindset wise you've probably grown a lot as well over the years yes um, not oh just in God. age obviously but also because of the things that you're involving yourself in. So what would you say is like next now? Is it just then just focus on um, the business ventures? Will, will people miss you? I mean, people are gonna like be upset if they stop seeing you on Instagram and stuff. No, no, no. What I mean with like, I always tell people that I'm gonna quit social media, but what I mean with that is not actually like, oh, I'm gonna delete my account. Yeah. No, it's not gonna be that, but um, you know, I'm not gonna care about followers. I'm not gonna care about likes. I'm not gonna care. Like, I want, I want big brands to come to me and me be able to be like, no, thank you, like that. <laughs> you know, I want to just live a normal life without being on the spotlight. Mm -hmm. And but still, you know, influence people to do better and stuff like that. Because okay. I, I will still have that platform, but I don't want to be worrying about like the money and the the whole like clout thing and who you hang out with and all that stuff. I no, I think that's very unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about a lot of the the journey and a lot of the success that you've had along the way. Um, what would you say were some of the challenges? Other than, obviously, um, you know, some of the groups are a little bit nasty and, you know, there's a lot of clout chasing and things like that. Were there any challenges that you faced along the way where people had no idea that that was going on in your life? Um... Not really, honestly. Well, it's being in Oklahoma, I literally just set my room and I just worked from there. The majority of my audience and majority of like the platform that I have, I grew it in my little house in Ponca City, Oklahoma, laying in bed, literally. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of people do that whenever they're like in LA or they're like in New York and you know they're like up and down and yeah. they're hanging out with like other famous people or other influencers and stuff like that that's like how they grow theirs but I feel like I'm really proud of the way that I grew mine because I know that I grew it on my own and by being real with people yeah 100% so now obviously is an exciting time because you've got a lot going on 
and the future is looking bright. What would you say to um, anyone that has not been so supportive along the way? Um, because, you know, the internet age is, is difficult. Um, there are a lot of haters. I'm sure you probably deal with a lot. And also, I mean, it's quite upsetting that, you know, the school kids now as well, the kids that are growing up now, they have to go through that where... I remember when I was in school, like, there was no social media, you know. So I've seen world pre and post social media. Um, I think it was just coming about, actually. Um, and so now, like, it's a little bit more challenging because you, you, you're literally in school, you've got a phone, you've got an Instagram, and you can get bullied online. Um, and so before, you'd probably get bullied in school, you know, for some people, and then you'd go home and then you'd switch off and then you'd have to start again the next day. But for some people, it carries over all the way until they go home. Um, so how would you say, I mean, how have you dealt with any kind of hate and what would you advise people that are dealing with hate, influencer or not influencer? Honestly, um, not that long ago. It was, it, I was already here. It was like a month ago or so. Um, it started again. Locals back at it wow. on Twitter. Um, you know, talking all this and, you know, calling me all these names and bringing up past stuff. All I did was like, you know, it's it's good. Thank you. Thank you for the hate. Thank you for all that. Can you look at your life and look at mine? I was like, I don't even like remember you. I don't even remember your name. I don't even know who you are, yet you are here. I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to say anything bad to you. Just take a look. This is what you do. Like you decide to harass people on the internet which is why you are in the position where you are. Mm -hmm. I decide to do myself. I decide to grind. I decide to, you know, hustle and do my thing, focus on myself and look at where I'm at. Yeah. Just, Just take a look focused, at that. Literally. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh yeah, like you're so stuck up and you think you're better than everyone. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like I've never said anything bad to you. Your name has never come out of my, of my, man, my mouth. <laughs> why? Because I don't even know your name. So, is this like a personal thing that you have? Like, do you think, do I think I'm better than you? Or do you think I'm better than you? You know, yeah. it's like, I don't know. I, I decide not to argue with them anymore. It's like, why? Like, are they paying my bills? No. So it's like, why even waste my time with them? Um, I decide not to block them because, you know, I like for them to see my life and I like for them to see what happens whenever you mind your own business. Um, some of them were saying like, oh yeah, you're not the only one like in Europe, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one in Europe, like from Oklahoma, from high school, but are the people that are also in Europe and are also traveling around, do you see them talking shit to me on, on, on social media? No, they're doing their own thing, which mm -hmm. is why they're traveling, which is why they're living their best lives. But then look at you. You're over here, you know, talking and talking and talking, even though I haven't seen you in years. Like, I haven't seen anybody ever since I graduated. And look at the position that you're at. Yeah. It's simple. It's common sense. 100%. You know? It's all about focus and just kind of neglecting all of that kind of thing. I think, it's, you know, for some people it may sound as it's easier said than done. But I think, obviously, when you do remove yourself eventually from that situation, it becomes easier. And what you will realise is, is that if you are going through something difficult right now, you know it's not going to be forever. Uh, it's always it, temporary. It's always temporary, and, but it's also how you have to look at it. And I think sometimes your life circumstances and situations is what makes you who you are. Exactly. Like, who would have expected you to be in London like three years ago um, and then fall in love with the city? 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been so, so good having you here. I would love to continue, but I think um, for those of you that don't know, it's really, really hot. We're sitting <laughs> in the office and, you know, we had to close the windows just so that you guys get the best audio possible. Um, and of course, visuals as well. Um, but I'm melting. I don't know if, if, you, if you guys can see or not. Um, so we will have to wrap it up. Uh, but it's been amazing having you here. Um, just for those people that may not have seen you before or have seen you, but they want to kind of follow you, what's the best way for them to keep an eye on Michelle? You guys can follow me on Instagram at MichelleXDiaz. Um, I'm on YouTube as well as Michelle Diaz. Yeah, Michelle Diaz. And then I'm on Twitter as well as Michelle X Diaz. Just Michelle X Diaz everything, basically. <laughs> amazing. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, this was the first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Uh, we've got a lot more uh, coming up, and hopefully, you know, when Michelle's back, we'll get an update from her, see how her trading's going, and have her back on. Uh, but do make sure you like, share, subscribe to the YouTube. If you are listening on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do subscribe as well. Um, it's definitely been an exciting thing to kind of turn this into a real podcast um, because it's something I've been thinking about doing for a long time um, definitely something I hope you guys get value from as well um, so be sure to stay tuned in thank you and we'll see you soon thank you for having me <laughs>